me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change and withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Welcome into DC On Screen, your guide to the DC universe on film and television. This is episode 263. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, the original Vixen, Jason Goss. Hiya. You remember I, I made that same joke last time that we reviewed Vixen. Did you? Oh, we'll make that I a running thing until someone yells at us. <laughs> no one ever yells at us. They would. Well, sometimes they do. Sometimes. They use all caps sometimes. Uh, as as stated, today we'll be getting super spoilery on Vixen Season 2. Um, to recap, mere weeks following the events of Season 1, Mari crashes a lecture by traitorous yet apologetic Professor McAllister, who tells her, and a hall full of intellectual types, about the five Zambazi totems, earth, fire, air, water, and spirit. Sounds like a lot like the Planeteers to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Of which they have found one, fire. Mari, of course, has the spirit totem. He reveals that they'll be keeping it at the Detroit Museum. Sounds like a perfect opportunity for it to get stolen. Cisco mm-hmm. calls Mari to help with the situation with Weather Wizard, who has created a number of tsunamis at Monument Point, and Mari gets hurt stopping them. Meanwhile, the fire totem is stolen from the museum. Mari searches for the thief and finds Benatu Eshu of Zimbazi. Eshu claims that Mari looks just like her mother and then kicks her ass with fancy new fire totem powers. Mari and McAllister go to find her sister Kwasa in an African hospital as she suggests going with them to find the water totem, which just happens to be in Star City. Kwasa, of course, double-crosses Mari, but is stopped by Mari's Plan B, the Adam and Black Canary. Eshu begins destroying Detroit. Kawasa and Mari, with the help of Adam and Black Canary, try to stop him. Eshu kills Kawasa, and after he defeats Black Canary and Adam, Mari fights him and drowns him. At McAllister's instruction, Mari summons all of the strength of her animal spirits to crush the fire totem to destroy his power. At the end, Mari decides to team up with Arrow, Flash, and a number of other heroes as they take on a new, undisclosed threat. Uh, What'd you think? So, yeah. Uh, Wow, what a chunk of shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it was not a great little little sidebar um i mean the list of guest voices was nice it was nice and uh well firestorm was annoying like sushi's attack in monument point yeah. no jefferson a tsunami is a blah 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 you, you didn't think i knew that well you said sushi man <laughs> you made a you made a joke that made yourself look dumb i know and that was the point you know, and by the way i, I realized how- that kind of joke exists but Sure. The problem is that, like it, everything in these uh, little animated vixen things, is the dialogue's so damn wooden. Mm-hmm. That you, and not only that, like I feel like I get the distinct feeling that they're trying to create filler. <laughs> they don't really have enough going on. 
Well, okay, like, how many times do we hear Eshu say, you look just like your mother? Who the hell are you, and how do you know my mother? We saw that, like, five times. I think it was, like, twice, but, you know. No, no, no. We saw it, like, in the first episode, and then it's, like, two weeks earlier. And then we also saw it in, like, a couple of other episodes. It was at least three times. At least. I will accept three, but I can only really remember two of them. If <laughs> it was too many. Um yeah, some of his lines were just bad. And by the way, if you're gonna say that, maybe you at least draw her to look like her mother. Yeah. Or draw the mother to look like her, I mean. That'd be good. Um also the backstory explanation now on the one hand, I really like using a um a lecture to give your to do your exposition. Not bad. Mm-hmm. And I like mm-hmm. the idea of using the uh the running animated thing. Not bad right. again, but I believe I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, Man of Steel. Yep. Here's the difference between it and Man and Steel. This one made me laugh a lot, and I'm pretty sure it was not intentional. <laughs> I thought it was you hilarious. <laughs> well, at some point I was like, why are people running in the sky? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was weird. Like, it started when that, that woman grabbed her two kids and ran across the river, and I was like, this is, a, this is okay, I'm not supposed to laugh at this probably, but this is kind of funny. And it really is a matter of just, like, how the animation struck me and the the weird little looks on some of the faces of the people doing these things. And, like, the there's something just funny about, the, the, like, when the guy stabs the guy, it's like a minimal amount of motion. He goes between two hieroglyphics, like, who two hieroglyphic, uh, hieroglyphic, whatever you want to say, um, poses. And it looks unnatural, mm. so it, it just feels like, pacha, pacha, stabby, stabby. I don't know. It just came across weird to me. I kept laughing at the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I saw the I saw the animation going on uh, when, oh, it's one of these. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just going to be bad. And I didn't, like, I remember, I, the Vixen season one was not spectacular by any stretch of the imagination. No, w- one of the reasons we liked it, though, if I mean, and we did, like, hate the damn thing. It was, I mean, hate right. this one. But it actually got us some screen time with Vixen, and it was in that mm-hmm. universe. Um, it was just fascinating because it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And essentially, this is only episode two, and they didn't do anything all that cool with episode two. Right. We've only got 60 minutes of, of, of this animated series. I was a little confused by a couple of things here. Like, they did a weird thing with her animal spirits at times. Like, she's about to jump a fence, so then like she touches the totem, and then an armadillo just kind of comes out and hangs out for a second. I didn't know what the armadillo was doing either. I did not know. Yeah, and they did that a couple of times with a couple of different animals. Like, oh, there's a bug, and I'm like, why was that there? And then it's like, an elephant. I'm like, oh, that one makes sense. (laughs) Why? (laughs) It's like, is she cycling through things and being like, no, I picked the wrong one. Damn it. No, every now and then it would be um, more like she'd she'd pick an animal. I would think, but there was a better animal. Like she uses like some horses <laughs> to run through like a pile of lumber. And I was like, you've got rhinos, right? And look, just a matter of choice there. I understand that a pack of horses can probably run through pretty much whatever the hell it feels like running through. But you know, it, the some of the pack of zebras were feeling lonely. Right. <laughs> well, you ever use us? Fine. Here you go. There you go. Um. So when she's tracking down the guy to figure out who stole the uh the amulet or the totem, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you just think like that dude is smoking the biggest cigarette ever? A little bit. Like the perspective on that cigarette was just really huge. Speaking of bad perspectives, like Mari's totem also, why is he stopping shape. to smoke a cigarette? There's like a super natural hero on your ass, dude. Like, go inside. <laughs> <laughs> you jumped a fence and ran around a corner. That's not going to stop her. <laughs> I mean, she can summon, like, something with good smell, and your ass is done in a second. <laughs> but, like, her totem changed shape constantly throughout this entire thing. I didn't notice that. 
I mean, it's just, you know, bad perspective. Just, you know, close up on her, the totem is really small. Then far away, it's really big. Well, you gotta, you gotta know what's there. Yeah, I know. You gotta draw it in. I enjoy that that guy almost called, uh, Mr. Jones almost called, uh, S.U. an asshole. (laughs) He was like an L.E. away from, from saying it. Yeah, that was good. Very C.W. Um, I was confused about other things. Um, Mm -hmm. the... I thought Vixen and and the you know the team were already kind of friends. Didn't they have like a yeah. good talk? And apparently Laurel was pretty close with her these days. And I believe there was some mention of "Call me whenever you need me." Okay, there was a "Call me whenever you need me" at the end of season one, mm-hmm. but she never met Laurel in season one. At the end of season one, she told Oliver and Barry, "My place is in Detroit," or whatever. Um, and they even mentioned it at the end of season two as she shows up. They're like, wait, we think you'd come. Oliver owes me 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, the 20 and, bucks line made me chuckle. But. And she was like, yeah, I, I should get out of Detroit and help wherever I can. Uh, so there was that. Yeah, but on Arrow, she she seemed so damn friendly with him. And oh, that, because that happens after this season of Vixen. Is that how we're doing this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Remember in season one... Oh, sorry. Remember in, in Arrow when we were like, how the hell does she know Laurel? Like, she's hugging Laurel and all that shit. That's right. That's right. It is supposed to happen after. Yeah. Okay. Like, that actually reportedly she met... Me. Thank you. She hung out with Black Canary in this season of Vixen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yep. It, it, yeah, it makes a lot more sense out of the Canary. It, by the time I was watching the show, I, when Canary showed up, I'm like, eh, I don't think she really uses that stick anymore, but whatever. I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, Firestorm and the Atom are there. They should be legends by now. Yeah. It's It's hard to do like a, a little sidebar show that somehow is incorporated, but doesn't... Mm-hmm. I, I understand it's hard to get in there, but... Um, sure. Another boring thing, though, was just, yeah, you know, of course she betrayed you. Just... Yeah. Any, if there's anyone that didn't see that coming, I, I don't know what to tell you. I like how they hung the lantern, though. You really expect me to believe it's just sitting in some guy's house in Star City? Right. Yeah, yeah, that is dumb. You're right. And you hanging that lantern didn't help it. It was no. funny that you did, but it didn't help it. I mean, good try. You couldn't have made it like Keystone City? or No, they had to make it Star City because we needed to go hang out with Felicity for a second. <sighs> and the rest of the Arrow <laughs> team. Um, I <sighs> had a problem with one thing. Um... In particular. All right, where is Detroit in relation to Star City? Somewhere. I don't know. Because they just, it seemed like they were there really fast. And it didn't even look like the animation changed. So what? They got to, they were, they got to Africa in like two minutes and they were wearing the same clothes and everything. Yeah, but I was at least willing to believe that they just got on a, on a red line or something. I mean, then I could imagine like a, a change, but no, he's like giving his speech over, by the way, his magical phone that can talk to TVs. And he, uh-huh. he gives his little speech. <laughs> I just want to point out that storefront TVs are not often connected to a LAN. Um, I know. I actually wrote, every villain ever knows how to hack all the TVs in a city. All the TVs. There were TVs with cathode ray tubes that he just hacked right into. No problem. It's like he was on top of a building, and he was holding up a smartphone and broadcasting to all TVs ever. gave him the Wi-Fi ever. password to that building? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, he's been here a while. Maybe even... he's got a network carrier. I don't know. Hey, he was standing up there. I don't know how he found the heroes. They were just standing on a random street corner. He was, and, and he just all pops of a sudden, down. Was like, just yeah, there's like a huge explosion from like three miles away. And on he the just top jumps of the from Detroit to Star City to talk to the people. No, I think he was just in Star City at that point. I don't know what the hell's happening here. They they kept no, they kept saying like something's going wrong in Detroit, and and oh yeah, was he was. He, they were in Detroit. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. suddenly like it looked like they were on the same street. So Detroit and yeah, Star City right. seem right. to have one street that's just identical. Well, sure. And they like I, I'm not I don't have a problem with them getting there. It's just a matter of time. I mean, what like 
a couple of them can fly. I mean, well, I guess they were they in do? Detroit. Uh, yeah, they they well, that doesn't make any sense because they were running from in Star City. They were running in Star City, and then they're suddenly they, in Detroit. They had the totem. Yeah, that's that makes no sense. <laughs> I I th- I think that's what happened. Um, they did hang another lantern with like you have to smash it. You had to read a really old book to tell me that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you smash it with your uh, whatever the word is. I didn't write down the word. But you essentially the, all your the, animal spirits. The the major insight in this breakthrough moment of how to smash the thing. Which, by the way, why smash? You killed the guy that has it. Like, yeah, find somebody know. good or lock it up better. Right. I mean, a fire villain, bad. Fire good guy, good. Good. Yeah. Here's what I didn't understand. Kuasa had the uh, had the water gem, and it went away when and, she did. Yeah, he just burns the water gem. Yeah, he just burned the water gem. Also, she was using the water gem and had him in there for a really long time. And he was fine, but like 30 seconds in the ocean, and he drowns. And he already said, like, this doesn't, like, water doesn't work against oh, fire. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, what was more confusing than that, though, was like, he and he was getting hit actually, with water before, and it seemed like it was almost, mm-hmm. uh, he was nearly impervious. But when she slams uh-huh. him up in the pier, and his arm hits, like, his elbow hits the water, and it, like, sizzles. Yeah, and she's like, see how you do it. See you, how you're you not do. so strong. You're not so strong in water or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I was okay with the underwater stuff because she, like, alligator tails his ass. It's not like he drowned. Uh-huh. He, he was unconscious, and she just leaves him to die. Um, sure. But she's I, a hero. Yeah, I I did Sorry, think I'm it was worth noting, like, that. Vixen's apparently... Dude, this is the universe that Arrow's in. People can kill. Yeah. I ain't even hating on it. If Vixen's one of the, they, the killing heroes, okay. Vixen's one yeah. of the killing no heroes. One even, no one even knows where they stand on this issue. I don't think the characters themselves do. Hence, season yeah, five that's what I'm of saying. Arrow. I said that like I'm. I said that like I'm bitching. I'm not. I'm not. Season five of is doing a good job with that. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that nobody really knows how they feel. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people need killing. Sometimes you went too far. <laughs> so yeah. Um. And I looked it up. I could have sworn there was uh, there was an animal that could withstand like almost fire, and I, I couldn't remember if I. He says like, "There's no animal on Earth that can withstand fire," and I kind of thought, oh, "I remember something." It was, There's no animal that can beat fire. And she's like, I know one. Yeah. A canary. Yeah, a now canary. that made no damn sense. Like, no, that's like, not no, true. that's a feathered that's animal. Nuts. He'll be down in mo- no time. That's really dumb. What are you doing? That's really dumb. And like, Black Canary like hit him like twice. And, and then, he, like, and then goes. And flung her. Yeah. Yeah. It it's made like, no, mm. like, made no sense. Also, the water, uh, water lady, I'm just going to call her water lady because I don't remember her real name, entered that fight really Kawasa. late. Kawasa, thank you. That's what notes do. Um, <laughs> entered that fight just real damn late. Yeah. Seemed like if she had been fighting the whole time, you know, hey, we got a shot here. Maybe if they fought him together, I don't know. Uh, Ray I is mean, always Ray just, kind of charming. Yeah. Like, with, yeah Ray just bleeding, said. That's a, bleeding edge technology. You think I didn't make it waterproof? Yeah. That's a great line. I bet if Kuasa had like attacked him and with that big water stream, he could have gone in with his suit, which was waterproof and taken and the taken him out. out. Yeah. But no, it's not how he did things. You know, um, when she summons the giant dog and it growls at the dogs, it made me laugh a little bit. I liked that. I did. And then sick them later. I liked was, that. was pretty good. Mm, that was fun. That was fun. But it left me in like a moral quandary. I went, well, those are perfectly good dog, guard dogs. You just turned into like police killers. What? They're going to attack the police <laughs> and they're going to end up like at, at minimally under yeah. quarantine. Cause... Yeah. No, that's not. No, the dogs, the dogs, are they're shot. They're dead. <laughs> so, Vixen, you killed a couple dogs. That's... We talked about sometimes people need killing. This was a too far. <laughs> I did like, why do you let Cisco name the bad guys? Barry's, Barry says something like, I ask myself that like all the time. 
See, I wish I wish Barry had been like, why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I was okay with either either beat on that one. I don't know if I have much, a, yeah. lot, a lot more about this. I mean, what's that? I don't know how much more I have on this though. Really, it's it's. I mean, yeah, me either. <sighs> I um, I would not be opposed to. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to a Vixen show. If they canceled, if they canceled Legends of Tomorrow, bring in a Vixen. I mean, you know, exhaust your Constantine efforts. Make sure you can't do Constantine again. (laughs) But if you can't do Constantine, if you can't do Constantine, go ahead and do a Vixen. I understand. Legends isn't getting good ratings right now. No, it sucks. And the Vixen on uh, the show show is fine. So really, got no problems with her. No, it's just this weird little side thing was kind of a pointless weird little side thing mm-hmm. it is so um i think we're gonna go ahead and move on to our news episodes some news and um sorry we didn't like it if somebody did sorry yeah i you know i, I always feel you know there are always people who don't want you know to hear nitpicking but you know i don't want to be dishonest and i just didn't think this was good that's, that's about <laughs> where we are with it i just didn't i'm sorry i felt like you know and this is what it felt like it felt like it was it felt like someone went hey remember that we were supposed to do vixen season two and guggenheim berlanti and kreisberg went shit (laughs) and Uh, then they went and grabbed some people to write it and it sucked and they were like well we've got a lot of shit on our plate we got a lot going on right now put it on there uh, we didn't. All, we promised this shit. We didn't have Supergirl. We didn't have. Okay. Yeah. I, in all fairness to uh, to this little run, it's it has a very limited limited operating capacity. Like it, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much we need you to hang out, do something in a bottle. You can't really make anything fun happen. Um, don't do anything that affects any of the other shows, or we'll kill you dead. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure you use like this huge amount of characters at some point. Um, I don't know. We need you to be in Star City. We need you to be in other places. Um, yeah, have fun with that. Oh, and pretty much everything that you are dealing with has to be involved with Zimbazi. Like, yeah, I need you to tell a story in Detroit about a place in Africa um, <laughs> using this huge amount of characters, not affecting any other timeline in any capacity. Make sure you don't fuck with our current storylines. And by the way, we don't really know what they are right now because we're still writing two, so just don't fuck with anything. Um, anyway, good show. Mm-hmm. Now that I've said all that out loud, I feel really bad about what we said. <laughs> I don't. If they can't, if they, if they're not gonna make a good show, they do, they shouldn't do it at all. That's my feeling. All or none, guys. Anyway, uh, if you guys disagree with us, feel free to let us know, and uh, I'll uh, I don't know respond on Twitter or mm-hmm. Facebook or whatever, what have you. Or Jason will mm-hmm. several days after I've not noticed something was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are DC on screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We're everywhere. Twitter, Facebook. Go check us out. Uh, proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. A lot of cool shows over there. We're going to be coming right back with our two news episodes, DCEU and DCTV. Until next time, guys, keep some DC on your screen. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. 
Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC.